You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. This is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and we are fanning the flames of the Holy Spirit here at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in the beautiful Black Hills. Um, It's a beautiful day here in Rapid City today, so thank you, listeners, for joining us. Really happy to have you with us. And I am really happy to have uh, have two guests here with me for our second half of the program, and we are going to talk about we're going to talk about that key, how we walk in the Holy Spirit, kind of our daily bread of prayer, and we're going to continue talking about kind of prayer as an upper room sort of experience. So I want to welcome today Rich and Mary Helen Olson, who are a deacon couple here in the Diocese of Rapid City. So welcome, Rich. Welcome, Mary Helen. Good Thanks morning, for Kathleen. Being Hi, here. Kathleen. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you here. And I'm going to let Rich and Mary Helen each kind of introduce themselves, and, and um, they will tell you a little bit about themselves. And um, it, Yeah, and then I'll fill in more about uh, how I know them. Mary Helen, uh, ladies first. Oh, ladies first. That's <laughs> exciting. So my name is Mary Helen Olson, and I am a transplant to the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. I grew up in Texas. Um, I am an only child, which I'm sure gives people pause to go, uh, spoiled only children. Mm-hmm. But um, I grew up with a very devout Catholic mom and a non-baptized father. And so that certainly had part of the formation of, of how I came to know and experience the Lord. I met Rich, my wonderful husband of almost 43 years when we were college Whoa. students at Texas A&M University. We got married at 10, just for you. <laughs> Texas A&M University. And Rich and I have three children and five grandchildren, and so we're just super blessed. I am the principal at St. Thomas More Middle School here in Rapid City, and just delighted to be with you today, Kathleen. And it's so fun. I got to know you, Mary Helen, better when I taught at St. Thomas More yes. than the high school level, but um, yeah. I've known both of you for years, really. Right. That was yes. You can't, you can't, oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to shut her off, turn her off, Eli. <laughs> Rich, tell us a little bit about okay, yourself. Well, okay. um, I'll just start off. I uh, was ordained a deacon uh, in the Diocese of Rapid City in October of uh, t- 2020. So I've had about a year and a half of the really blessed ministry. But I uh, started out as a, an Air Force brat. And my dad uh, and I share a, a history in the Air Force. Dad was 35 years in the Air Force. I was 31 wow. years in the Air Force. Uh, I grew up uh, Presbyterian. My parents uh, were Presbyterian. Uh, and really... Uh, through the evangelization of Mary Helen, I uh, <laughs> became Catholic after we met in college uh, because uh, this, I saw the beauty of her. I saw the beauty of the Catholic faith, and I wanted to share both with her. Um, we, uh, of course, then spent our time in the Air Force. Moved, we did a lot of moving in the first 10 years or so, uh, and then we came to uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, and pretty much planted ourselves here. I had to go back and forth. I had some other assignments to uh, uh, the Pentagon and to uh, Omaha, but we kept just coming back here, kept coming back here, and the Lord has led led us really and blessed us to be here, to have ministry here, 
and then finally uh, for me to be ordained and, and serve yes. here. And it's been uh, just a wonderful journey with the Lord. Well, and I know that I know the two of you as a couple have blessed so many people. When when I think about you and just looking at you right <laughs> now across from me, you know, you just have the joy of the Lord about mm. both of you, you know, and it's it's wonderful. And that amazing witness that you give as a couple to the Lord's love mm-hmm. in, in the world. And that's that special relationship about covenant marriage, which is so which is so powerful. Um, I love it. So we're going to just kind of dive right in, and and I um, I kind of changed the order of what we were going <laughs> to do today because I thought I just want you all to hear more about Mary Helen and Rich's experience of experiencing the Holy Spirit more powerfully as time has gone on. And just for fun, Rich, let's start with you. You were sharing the other day about um, in as you were a new deacon mm-hmm. and you were down in Hermosa. Okay. You were, you were, I, I want to start out with that cute story, okay, if you okay. would. So share with us what that was like. You were nervous, right? Oh, yeah. yeah it was my very first, very first uh, homily after, about a month after I was ordained Sunday homily and uh, got up and received a blessing from uh, Father Brian Christensen and went and proclaimed the gospel. And uh, as I'm completing uh, the proclamation of the gospel, I look out the windows there in, in the church there at St. Michael's, and that looks right out onto a horse pasture. Uh-huh. And there are three horses right at the fence, and they're uh, at about a 45-degree angle to the fence looking right at me <laughs> as I prepare to begin my homily. And I look at it, and it's a, a wonderful congregation, and they're all smiling and anticipating. And But what really settled me down was having those three horses paying attention to me, watching me, and I just felt very, it felt very Trinitarian. I felt that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were there watching, watching and helping me to comfort me and, to, and really to guide my presentation that, that morning. And so, and they stayed there through the entire, they didn't move the, the entire homily. I think it was way too long that day. So. <laughs> That's a newbie thing, I bet, making it too long. You know, and, and Rich, as you were telling me this story before you said your take on it, I totally got the sense of the Trinity yeah, in my yeah. spirit. And I thought, just God is so sweet and so good to us. And again, like Father and Ed and I were just talking about, so personal. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, personal, yeah. you know, he just knew, the Lord knew you were nervous and there, he, you know, he placed those three creatures there <laughs> to delight you and to give you that stability. I, I love that. No, thanks. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was you were also so, saying, though, the other day that even as you preach the word, you really felt the Holy I do. Spirit. I do. As, there there are times. Uh, and it really is uh, just a... a, a there are times when I'm proclaiming the word and, uh, that I don't know what it, exactly it is, but a certain passage or whatever will just strike me, and I can just feel this tingling uh, from, uh, mm-hmm. up and down my spine uh, that, you know, that's, I think it's telling me that this is really important. Make yes. sure you, I think, yes, like, make sure you, you pause maybe or proclaim this more slowly, you know, whatever uh-huh. it might be, that, but there's a real sense that there's something important here. And, and I definitely feel that one of the, the real blessings as a deacon is to is before you proclaim is that you are blessed by the priest or the or the bishop yes. before you, and that is just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to really prepare to proclaim the word of God to, the, to His people and to receive that that blessing. And there again, I can sometimes just feel that power just washing over me, 
And, you know, of course, it's, it, then it's up to my will to accept it and to and allow God to, to use that within me. But, it's, you know, those are just some wonderful moments in my ministry that you really feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, you really, I, I always call it myself, it's kind of like this resonation mm-hmm. that I yeah. get in my spirit. And, and like you said, it's kind of like, pay attention, yeah. this is important. Or, yeah. or it kind of cements something in me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and you it's know? also, I think that, you know, like before proclaiming the words, that calm down, <laughs> you know. Speak slowly, enunciate clearly, you yeah. know, and, and be and be ready to, to do my will. The the word and that proclamation of the word mm-hmm. it, it's very powerful. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, very, yeah. very powerful. And it's it's wonderful that um that you can tune into the Lord so much <laughs> as you do that. You know, probably not every time, but yes. <laughs> but the most yeah. of the time, right? <laughs> That's great. Mary Helen, you were sharing you had a quite profound experience of more of the Spirit. Well, I think as most cradle Catholics can maybe have this uh, attest to, when we pray, when we say the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was always kind of like the tail end of anything. So you sort of (laughs) forgot about the Holy Spirit. And so I would say, in all honesty, the Holy Spirit sort of hovered in the very, very back of my prayer life for for Uh so long. He was just almost, I I don't know if I'm a slow learner, just coming to understand that, wow, you're kind of a powerful dude. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think that it just, even as I think when Rich began his uh, deacon formation, when we began in the VSI program, Veritatis Splendor Institute, when we really started to uh, spend more time considering the power of the Holy Spirit and considering that power was ours, given to us yes. at confirmation, and that yes. I really, quite frankly, had just sort of um, taken for granted, maybe ignored, maybe not tapped into. And I, I think that that was really a, a revelation is what he had in mind if I would simply open myself up, yes. not even just just open your heart up. And a retreat experience was where we I, I had that really profound experience. It was one time only. It's not something that um, that I really felt open to ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the prayer team was praying for the for a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what I really had a revelation was somebody was pushing me. And it was like and I remember opening my eyes and glaring at the group around me like who is pushing me? And there's nobody pushing me. They're all praying. And I'm like Okay, and of course, being the kind of a control freak, you're going like, I'm not, I'm not going down. I can see these people. I'm not doing that. I'm just digging my little heels in, and that push came harder. And it was, and all of a sudden, I kind of sit up, and Richard said, "Well, you are out for a while. You were kind of down for." I was like, "What?" You know, and I thought. You, you know, if you're going to ask for the Holy Spirit, you know, are you ready for what He's going to bring? Is that you yes. know, and that's and He's a you know. But it was a beautiful thing. It wasn't like a scary thing or a frightening thing. But and uh-huh. it was. It hasn't happened since. Uh-huh. Um, so, it, but I think it was a real um, gift for him to say, "I am Lord of all. I am Lord of your strong-willed nature, and <laughs> I am willing to do what you ask me. I'm willing right. to respond to your request." So I'm like, "Hmm, I'm not sure. I like being pushed around." So then, that's kind of you dig those little heels in. So it's it's a journey. This isn't something that I'm like, "Yep, I'll open now." I mean, this is a journey with me yes. and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So um, that certainly is is kind of a daily invitation. I'll say, "Holy Spirit." Just a little push, not today. Don't, 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 don't be a big push. Just, just maybe. Okay, a little. Okay, maybe a little bit. So it, it's, it's kind of a, 
Yeah, kind of that daily struggle. Because I'm like, yeah, I got the God the Father. God, Jesus Christ, yep, I got that. Holy Spirit, you kind of are, you're, you know. So, but yet, what a, you know, when you really pray with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you go, wow, what power is that? What power to transform? Yes. And I think that's what our world needs now. The world mm-hmm. needs Holy Spirit. The world needs that push. Yes. Run. Don't just sit in your chair and be, you know, complacent, which was me. I want you to get up and I need you to run. Yeah. That's the gift that I see the Holy Spirit trying to embed in me, embed in my, you know, my school, my students, my our yes. culture. What we need to do now is come Holy Spirit. We do. And and we need to be willing to surrender. Because yeah. that is a free will thing. Yeah. To do that deeper surrender. And that's the tough part. That is yes, the tough is. part. Because I'm like, okay, I'll kind of surrender a little. Can I do it on my terms? And right. that's not the that's not the path. The and then path you, is And then you take it back, you know, like the disciples went back to fishing. Mm. You know, you know, we, we want kind of our comfort zone. Yeah. So listeners, stay with us. We're gonna go to break right now and we will be back to talk about more of the Holy Spirit with uh, Rich and Mary Helen Olson right here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here with Rich and Mary Helen Olson today. 
and we're talking a little bit about some of their experiences of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to move into continuing to talk about upper room experiences today as we all wait for Pentecost this year. So um, Mary Helm was just sharing kind of an amazing story that happened to her in prayer, and Rich, I was thinking you often pray for people in that way, too, on a prayer yeah. team. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, we uh, the cathedral uh, in other, other places in the diocese, we have mercy nights, uh, where it's the time for people to come for prayer, for reconciliation, for just time to uh, pray in adoration of the, uh, of the real presence of Jesus. Uh, but my, my role, even before I was ordained, was I was invited to be part of these prayer teams where people come with oh, sometimes just amazing troubles, and you go, yes. wow. But they you know, come for prayer. They come, they come to receive Jesus and, and to receive the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when, and I first started, I was a catcher. And if you oh, know, yes. That's yes. the person <laughs> who stands behind the person being prayed over in case they, they decide right. they the Holy the Spirit. Spirit says time to, time to rest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first it is kind of like, is this real? Does this uh-huh, really yeah. happen? Yeah, you had some skepticism. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, but, that's real. But, you know, people are you know, going down. And, and I certainly saw that with Mary Helen where they are just... Resting. I mean, there's yes. a, a peace in their 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 face as they're laying there with their eyes closed. Sometimes they're they're almost uh, death-like with their hands clasped over their chest and yeah. just resting. Uh, but then I've been blessed uh, since I've been ordained to be the leader of these of these teams, and you really you just feel the power of the Holy Spirit in a different way. And when I'll be praying for the Holy Spirit to come down, and it's like a shower. It's like water coming down from from the sky. And just washing over the person, and you can just kind of see it almost that this this enveloping power is just washing over the person. Yeah. And whether they actually rest in the Lord that day, or if they just maybe find some peace in whatever their troubles may be, you can just really sense that the the Spirit is coming in and giving them the gifts that they need for the next minute or hour or day right. or whatever they need to kind of get through whatever is, is troubling them at the moment. But it's a very, very powerful experience. I would certainly encourage anyone that is feeling troubled to ask whether yeah. they can come to the church and get prayed over, ask a good friend, ask a, a member of the clergy, a priest or a deacon to pray over them and really invoke the Holy Spirit because it is super, super powerful. You know, and Rich, just as you're saying that, I'm like, all of us need to be better at praying for people. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I, oh, yeah. I go, oh, I'll pray for you. Well, why don't I stop and pray for that person right there and then if they are comfortable mm-hmm. with that? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it'd really be wonderful if we got more of a comfort level yeah. with oh, that yeah. as yeah. a people, <laughs> definitely. But, I, yeah, I, I think that we also need to ask, just like you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, if we're in need of prayer. We are supposed to be Christian community around each other, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's so very yeah. important. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So very important. And I love that visual you literally got, mm-hmm. and, you know, that felt sense of just this waterfall yeah. almost of, oh, yeah. of yeah. the Lord enveloping that person. Mm-hmm. Or anointing or them, or protecting, or protecting them. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know, too. Um, you kind of alluded to the fact that really we're just to pray. It's mm-hmm. not ours to judge no. the outcome of that prayer. And I often, when I'm praying with people, I, you know, because sometimes people will have physical healing that they need, mm-hmm. and I just always encourage them to stay open 
to, it could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be spiritual healing that they need. And the Lord will heal them in some way. It just might not be the first thing that he brought to them. You know, and we see that throughout scriptures. You know, he would often forgive sins and, you know, and then go on to do Mm -hmm. the physical healing or whatever, whatever it was. But it's really powerful. And I'm I'm certainly glad in our diocese that we're doing more with Mercy Nights. I'm on a little team up in Hill City that that prays and I, I, I love it. It's just, I'm always just lifted up. You know, with oh, yeah. that, yeah. you know, you you give a bit of time, but you get back so much more, so much more. Oh, yeah. So yeah. just really powerful what the Lord wants to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mary Helen, you had another experience that well, you and this was to... sort of a long-term experience, which I think is probably sometimes harder because you have to look at it over long range. And so, as I mentioned earlier, my father was not baptized, and... He was very supportive of my mother raising me Catholic, and he was very supportive of me going to Catholic school, but it wasn't his thing. And so he was, you know, I'll, you do what you do, that's great, but he was resistant. And this, of course, was the prayer of my mother's heart, my heart growing up is is my dad's conversion. Just, you know, Lord, bring my dad um, to you. And that was a lifelong prayer. Well, my mother passed away, and dad, you know, grew older, and... Um, actually lived in Texas and finally moved to South Dakota because he needed more help. And this is where we were. I'm an only child. So he said, well, I better come to you. And um, military wouldn't let us go to him. So he came (laughs) here and became real good friends with Monsignor Michael Wooster. And they'd get together and talk about stocks and bonds and the market and... (laughs) You know, go and to it, dinner. And his eternal soul. At the time. Yeah. And then, and, every, and then dad started kind of, you know, his age. And he was catching up. And his health wasn't good. And started asking some of the harder questions of life. Is this that? But I remember being out to dinner with my dad, just dad and myself. And he said, well, is this that? I said, no, dad, this isn't it. Do you want more? Uh-huh. You know, and just, but he didn't answer. And the, the the running joke in our family was at Christmas, he said, well, what do the kids want for Christmas? And we said, well, Dad, the kids want you to be baptized. We all want you to be baptized. Well, <laughs> I mean, we literally did this. Yeah. My dad was, oh, yeah. I mean, for 84 years, we would, 85 years, mm-hmm. uh-huh. we'd say the same thing. Dad, we want baptism, baptism. <laughs> okay. And he'd give them cash, which they were happy about. Let's, let's not lie. They were happy about the cash. But uh, finally, in his 86th, 85th year, right before he was mm-hmm. Christmas Day, he said, I've decided I want to be baptized. So I've decided oh, that. Wow. And by then, my dad was very, very sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Father Mike Malloy, our pastor at the time, gave permission that Father Monsignor Mike could baptize dad in our home, oh. just at home. So in our living room, my father wow. received Christmas morning, Christmas morning mm. baptism, made his first Holy Communion, and was confirmed. Oh, wow. Christmas morning. My dad passed away January 22nd. Oh, so he was goodness. literally a Catholic for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we laughed. He said, well, he probably didn't do a lot of sitting because that just really didn't. But what a, wow. I thought that, you know, the gift that we'd been praying for and the gift that my mother had been praying for and even from heaven, because I knew yeah. my mother's love had not died, you know, that yes. it was even stronger, more of an advocate, more of an intercessor for my dad for that yeah. conversion, mm-hmm. and it was right, you know, and you, you, don't, you don't want to wait for the deathbed conversions, but the power of the Holy Spirit at that moment for our family 
in that living room was so, I mean, you could feel it in just such an intense way. Our children were college age. They're sobbing. They could just feel the power of the spirit. It was just, it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think sometimes we forget that sometimes our prayers are not answered immediately. It is a long time. And even in my mother's case, she didn't get to see the answer to her prayer in this world. Mm Mm-hmm. But she did in the next, you know, yes, and so in the, sure the eternal, in the eternal, over. right. <laughs> and so I think, you know, that for me was just such a powerful witness of number one, fidelity to don't, mm. don't give in, don't yeah. give up. Yeah. Cause I just thought, yeah, this will never happen. You know, in my own little skeptical mind. Yeah. And even the kids, you know, well, grandpa, it'll, you know, we all said, yeah, but we just kept praying. We just kept yes. saying, dad, this Persevered. is what we want. We just mm-hmm. want, you know, and just Lord, Love you know, that. Lord, here you go. You know, and just, but the spirit knew. Yeah. And the yes. spirit was present, and the spirit gave us that all the whole family that gift, wow. including Monsignor. I mean, we were yes. all crying. This oh, yeah. was just yeah. such a moment of grace for us. And I remember Beautiful. Dad said, "The whole the, the water was cold. Nobody warmed the water." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Sorry, Dad." That you was know? the only negative. Yeah, that's like, oh, forgot to warm the water. But anyway, just a, just the gift of the, the the Holy Spirit. So. Yeah. I you know I absolutely love that and and there's so much about it. I love that perseverance of your family. Mm-hmm. And yet we know your dad had to have that free will. Yeah. You know, it wasn't coercion, but it was invitation, wasn't it? You were well, you always know, and inviting I just him. I thought the Lord just kept working on him and I thought the Lord was so gracious to my dad cuz he was like I'm going to take away, you know, your your health. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be a little more feeble. And my dad who is incredibly acute, just a smart businessman, started to forget things and just how the mm-hmm. Lord, but mm-hmm. just the Lord just continued to invite my dad to surrender. Yes. And he's like, I'm going to invite you to surrender, you know, and I'm going to continue to put these things in your path. And dad finally got to that point and said, is this that? Yeah. yeah. Like, no dad, this isn't it. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, and, and I think another grace is we were there when, when my dad died, yeah. we were able to be Aww, at that final beautiful. moment, be with him and to wow. pray with him and just to, to have the power of even just watching him, you know, move to eternal life, just yeah. wow. really having that. So, That's you know, so powerful, but so I, you know, just the graciousness of the Lord, the grace and the power of the spirit, watching yeah. the power of the spirit work in a life that was not, you know, that kind of good man. My dad was a great man, yes. a good man, but yet had not surrendered that last piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes. the Lord granted us the grace to see that last piece surrendered and the spirit to like pushing him over the edge. Let's push you in. And then, you know, <laughs> got it done. That yeah. is so oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. You know, another aspect, though, that I like of that story was you said Monsignor Rooster just came alongside your dad as a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't doing heavy evangelism. He wasn't pushing the Lord on him, mm-hmm. but he came alongside him. Yeah. And the light of the Lord was there, you know, so your dad, you know, so he just kind of got soaked in that. Just through his friend. Yeah. Also. Being a friend. Just being a friend. And how awesome for Monsignor Wooster to be the one then that got to baptize <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. And yeah. special for your whole family. I Honestly, I felt like as you shared that story, I was able to just enter in. I could yeah. so picture that. Yeah. I mean, what a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful experience. Right. Oh, yeah. Just a treasure. And so, again, for our listeners out there who maybe have been praying for a loved one to come know mm-hmm. the Lord, um, 
I just say keep on persevering. Exactly. You know, don't lose hope. Never give up. Don't lose hope. Never give up. And remember, I mean, the coercion thing doesn't work. There's always freedom Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the Lord. But shine your light of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, You know, so they will also want that something more. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to break here, and we will be back with more, and we're going to get into a little bit on retreats as upper room experiences. So stay here with us on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. It's that time of year when we're gathering all our favorite local hosts, guests, and listeners to share stories and the impact Real Presence Radio has on their lives every single day. It's the Spring Live Drive, May 11th through the 13th. Your chance to show how much you value and love Real Presence Radio by calling in with your support. More information, including how to give online, is available at realpresenceradio.com slash live dash drive. The Spring Live Drive, May 11th through the 13th on the RPR Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. This is Kathleen Kavorik, and I am here with Deacon Rich and Mary Helen Olson um, at the Terrasancta Retreat Center. And we are going to continue our discussion about upper room experiences. And we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to talk about retreats and how those kind of facilitate closeness with the Lord. So I'm... Let's go into your first retreat ever together. So, Rich came into the church right as we we were got engaged, and yep. so one of the preparations this is back in the seventies um, was to go to the pre Cana retreat, and so Richard and I went to a pre Cana retreat. Just one day, one or eight hours or so, and it was horrific. 
It was just it was awful. It was just awful. <laughs> oh, and I no. and I thought Rich was like, I can't be a Catholic if this is the as well. and I mean we were both so mortified. I think that the strongest memory that you and I shared was that it was near the Houston Zoo and we could mm-hmm. listen to the animals. Yep, yep, and we yep. were listening to the to the the you know <laughs> elephants and, and but but it was very um Poor theology. We didn't know it was poor theology, but we could feel it in our guts. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is just not right. This isn't good. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't true. And we just knew that. We didn't know it intellectually We just or theologically. Mm-hmm. We weren't well-formed. Uh, but we just sort of said, yeah, this is just awful. We're not <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. going to do a retreat yeah. again. Interestingly enough, um, when we got into the Air Force and I really struggled being away from my family, really, I was just traumatized by it. We went to Enid, Oklahoma, a lovely community, but moving from Houston, Texas to Enid, Oklahoma was, I thought I had died and just absolutely, yeah. you know, this was just the end of the world. Um, I had, Richard was gone and I lost, so it was just, we went on a marriage encounter. Yeah. And, and that wasn't great, but what was great about the marriage encounter was the people we met and the mm. people who oh. nourished us. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that was a beautiful part. We were still such neophytes in just how to be open to a retreat experience. And I think that was something that we have come to learn is just showing up is not enough. There has yes. to be an opening of your heart to receive the retreat experience. There has to be a willingness to enter into that. We did not have that early on, and we didn't understand that. I didn't, I, no, I didn't. You know, we just we thought, well, we're going to go, and it's going to be entertaining. And, and so, <laughs> um, you know, we we're you know just took a while to learn that, and I think that that's um, yeah. But like I said, the, certainly the the marriage encounter couples in our parish that just embraced us. I mean, it took care of us, nurtured us. I mean, literally loaned us cars when our car broke down, gave us a place to stay when we had moved out of our house and our car broke down. And (laughs) so they were truly true Christians. They were, they were living. And and that to me was such, that was a powerful thing. And I know people talk about that when they talk about maybe friendships that they make in retreats or things like that, or prayer teams, huge, powerful thing. And so I, I, you know, and certainly you know, thanks be to God, he's been gracious to allow us to have better retreat experiences oh, since yeah, then, yeah. you know, and more powerful retreat experiences since then. So that's, um, I think, you know, I would say, Rich, you should go on a retreat with these men's group. And I was like, yeah, not doing oh, that, no. not doing that. <laughs> I, you know? I would not say that. I would just say, oh, okay, I'll think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which said, meant no. No. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot to sign up. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I had to work. It's on a Saturday. You don't work on Saturdays. So we find ways. Although you did find one that worked for you. Yeah, it was uh, when Bishop Groose was here. And he uh, started doing uh, men's... It was was kind of a a conference, you might say. Uh Teaching on uh, St. Joseph. Uh And and for whatever reason, I was drawn to that. And for once, I actually did register. (laughs) And I went. And, you know, I think think for many men, the the fear is if you go to retreat, they're going to make you talk about your feelings and you're going to do all this gushy stuff. And, and of course, and this was not, you know, this was, you know, talking about fatherhood and how to be a good man and the example that, that, that St. Joseph gives us in, in doing that. And, and, and Bishop Gruce just did a great job of presenting that and, and, and really teaching us, you know, I think how the man who said nothing in history, you know, embraced the gifts of the Holy Spirit and was so faithful and, and so obedient to the direction he was given. And that, but that, you know, so that's aside from just the experience, though, of just being with other men 
and having that chance to really dive into what the Lord is trying to, to give us if we only would open our hearts just a little bit yes. to let it in. You know, and so that was kind of, for me, a, a beginning, and I think it certainly was a beginning towards my vocation to the diaconate was to say, okay, open up, open up just a little, you yes. know, and, and the Holy Spirit will say, if you just give me a little opening, I'll come in and I will bless you. And he has, he's yes. blessed me abund- abundantly in that respect. You know, and I, I just, I love that image too. <laughs> it just a little crack, just crack that door open or that window yeah. open. Yeah, yeah. And the Lord is so faithful. I think with every step oh, yeah, in yeah. our journey, you know, he oh, just yeah, asks yeah. us to take a small step well, like in Mary the right direction. direction. Just, it took him a long time to have yes. that little opening, but it was, the Lord was working and the prayer was working and the Holy Spirit was working. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and, and it, it came, and and I I wonder for him what those last three weeks were like. Yeah, and I, you, know, you know, I you know I I think that there was a serenity because yes. it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I have done what I can do, and I think that I said, Dad, there's so much more. Oh, yeah. There's so much more. <laughs> we don't even know, you know. And you'll get to see mom, and you'll get to see your your mother and your family and your brother and. The, you know, because he didn't really have a sense of, but he had that sense of the human relationships, and now that sense of the the, the spiritual mm-hmm. relationships yeah. that yeah. will be embedded in in the kingdom. Yes, you know, yes. and he's like, yeah, I can't, I, I want that, and that was that. It was not like a, a long, profound declaration of faith. Yeah. It was like, Just I want that. Yeah. Yes. that was that. That was all the Holy Spirit needed to go. Whoa, yeah. I'm in. You know, and, and, and that's, I love those words. I want that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, again, in our daily walk, are yeah. we saying that yeah. to the Lord? Are we saying, I want that. I uh, want more of you. Yeah. More of you. I mm-hmm. want to be closer oh, yeah. to you. Which again, you know, like the beauty of that men's retreat, Rich, that you were just talking about. It's like opening up to that more. And and how nice to have also that collegiality amongst oh, yeah. a group yeah. of men who encourage each other in their spiritual life. I and think. certainly, you know, to to say just men uh, is was was wonderful. Mary Helen and I have certainly shared retreat experiences, our marriage encounter, uh, kind of our training wheels experience, I'd say, in retreats. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, but then uh, going together with uh, in our uh, deacon formation, the retreats that we had here, the retreats we had out at Sioux Spiritual Center, that we were together, that we you know that it, together as a couple we could build our vocation to marriage at, while we built this vocation to the diaconate. And then also just to, you know, to spend time allowing the Holy Spirit to work with us and in us. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, it's, I don't want to just say only men's retreats work for me. Oh, right, you know? right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yes, you've done a lot of couples <laughs> retreats, definitely. I think probably one of the biggest challenges when we first started doing retreats and the first time I did a retreat was to do a silent retreat. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was like, I thought, whoa. I like to talk. I like to smile at people. Well, how will this work? And I was really pretty nervous about that idea of being going on a silent retreat. It was a VSI retreat, and uh, we'd been instructed to, to be in silence for three days. I thought, I'm going to die. I'm going to talk to myself, or I'm going to, you know, or I, what do you mean I can't check email on my phone? What, what, I mean, how on earth will I ever stay connected? The world will fall apart if I'm not sending out emails. So that was a real challenge that first time. And yet, boy, by that first 24 hours, like, this is kind of nice. And yeah. then I just 
fell in love with the concept of silent retreats. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now I find it's difficult to go on retreat and not want to be silent. And, and desiring to go into yes. silence with the Lord um, has just been such a revelation because I didn't think I could ever do that. And yet, oh my goodness, how, how beautiful that is. And um, so I've done a couple of silent retreats at Broomtree and I find a lot of times I actually go for the first 24 hours and just sleep and I never realized mm. how exhausted, just physically exhausted I was to, that I couldn't even be present to the Lord because I'm so physically tired. And the Lord said, no, here's what you need first. Yes. Let's take care of the physical and then let me work on that heart. Let me allow you to, re- so it's just, you know, but I didn't think that was going to be easy. And it certainly wasn't that first 24 hours. Mm. It first it was kind of a struggle, but uh, what a gift. You know, and I love that you mentioned, um, and I've, I've had people encourage groups to sleep, rest, do that. You know, it really, that really is essential. I think for women, we have no idea how much we do. And then it's all of a sudden, especially mamas. You know, I think about young mothers and mothers and teenage moms and all of that. You are just, your brain, even if you're not physically, your brain is running. And just to be able to turn that brain off and to be able to rest physically, mentally, emotionally, so that the Lord, it's just a beautiful gift that the Lord says, come and rest. In yes. Me. Let me take that yoke. You know, and I love, I mean, Jesus in his own prayer, he, he went away yeah. by himself. And, and, and we don't know. That yeah. he didn't have take, a little I'm gonna nap just as take part, a nap. Of, yeah. as oh, yeah. part of that yeah. experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, he had to be exhausted, you know? So, yeah, no, he, I think he gave us such a good model in, in prayer in so many oh, yeah. ways, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and, um, you know, again, we don't know that many details, <laughs> but, you know, so often he would come back from prayer and there'd be pretty amazing things. Mm-hmm. He would be walking across the water, you know, toward his disciples. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and I think we forget to rest. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. such a, a, a commodity that's at the bottom of the list is learning how to rest and rest with the Lord and in the Lord. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Another aspect that I love about silent retreats that seems different to me in my own life is is there's just a, um, oh, how do I put it? You know, you have your meals at certain times. There's there's just this lovely kind of sequence to your day. It's very simple. Yeah. Beautiful you know. rhythm. Uh, thank you. Rhythm was the word I was looking <laughs> for. I knew you'd help me out with that. Yeah, beautiful rhythm that I love entering fully into that. Yeah. When I was at an eight-day mm-hmm. silent retreat um, that Creighton offered that was in a little retreat center in Iowa, um, it was just beautiful. I, I just got in my own little routine of, mm-hmm. of the, you know, the prayer, the meals, the walks, the... And it was just amazing when you take that time with the mm-hmm. Lord, oh, what yeah. all he will show you. Um, incredibly, incredibly powerful. And, and something that I know in my life, I just need, it feeds me. Um, definitely. You know, oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. not usually able to do the 30-day like I talked with Father Ed about, but a five-day or an eight-day is, is definitely doable. And, and again, to start with a three-day, to start with something or even, simpler. Or even an eight-hour. Exactly. You know, start somewhere. Yes. Start somewhere. Right. And be open. Be open to receive whatever gift the Holy Spirit is, is has waiting for you that day. Yes. And even in your personal life, what about really truly taking a Sabbath yeah. and taking yeah. 24 hours 
mm-hmm. once a week yeah. to devote to the Lord. You yeah. know, I think we can learn a lot from our Jewish roots. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you look at, you know, how they start Sabbath on Friday evening, then it goes till Saturday evening. And oh, yeah. How yeah. beautiful. Yeah. How beautiful. You know, could could we take the time to oh, do yeah. that? Yeah. 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 And the Lord says, rest. You know, come rest. That's yes. the day. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and and I think that renewal is so needed. I I don't I mean I think he created our bodies where we need that rest day. Oh yeah, yeah. Even when I walked the Camino in northern Spain a number of years ago, I, in prayer, I got that we were to take one day a week off. Hmm. And we did that and I think it was so restorative. Yeah. Overall, just really oh, yeah. really really important. Yeah, so um you know, too, Rich, I know that you um, you went on a silent retreat with Father Gallagher yeah, that I want to hear about. That was that was just so exciting. And I, it was one of those that I saw this advertised. It's in Minnesota at the retreat center uh, in Buffalo, Minnesota. And uh, it was one of those where it's was like, oh, this looks pretty good. I'll have to take a week off from work. And Mary Helen's like, no, you got to go. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was the Holy Spirit there saying, you got to go. And it was amazing because not I didn't realize it at the time, but it was uh, Father Timothy Gallagher teaching on the uh, 14 rules of uh, dis- uh, discernment yes. that St. Ignatius had, had, had uh, written. But it was also the retreat for the uh, priests and deacons of the Minneapolis-St. Paul Archdiocese. And so not only did I get the blessing of being able to be in a silent retreat in a place that I was un- completely unfamiliar with, where you really have a chance to be with the Lord in a different way, where you're like, I don't know anything, I don't have anything to, you know, normal, you might say, to latch onto. I have to completely just offer my all this up, up to the Lord. But I was also there with Archbishop Hebda, was there with Father Timothy Gallagher, of all these uh, priests and deacons, and we're worshiping and we're praying and we're learning and we're doing it all in, in silence and... It was just a, a beautiful, beautiful experience in the cold, in the snow, in the ice of Minnesota in February. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, it, it's nice to see spring here. Yes, 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 <laughs> they were yes, moving out yes, of that. Yes. 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 So, so that was a pretty... It was. It was, uh, you know, in that we would, we would, you know, of course, pray regularly. And I was thinking about St. Peter and, and, and St. John that would, you know, after... The, uh, they had received the gifts of the Holy Spirit that they were continuing in their Jewish tradition to worship at the temple at you know the different hours of the day. The, what you know, which leads us now to the liturgy of the hours to have that regular prayer throughout the day, and that they were going, you know, and continuing in that tradition of, of prayer and just really offering their lives to the to Spirit. You know, say, okay, I'm here. I'm going to pray. I'm open to. You know, I'm opening my heart again for you to tell me what I'm going to do next because they had a big mission ahead of them and they really didn't know where they were going. Yeah. And I don't know what mission the Lord has for me today or tomorrow, but I know I have to be open and listen. And, and of course, regular prayer is yeah. a great way to do that. And, you know, and, of course, you can really experience that in a retreat where you're just focused on, right. on, on praying and worship and just being silent with the Lord. Yes, so true. Well, listeners, stay with us. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about that regular daily (laughs) prayer. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. God has given us many wonderful gifts. Listeners like you are taking over the airwaves and sharing how Real Presence Radio is a gift to them. May 11th through the 13th, we'll be broadcasting some of your favorite hosts, guests, and everyday listeners from all over our great network, hoping to inspire a fruitful spring live drive. Find all the details on our website, including how to give online at realpresenceradio.com slash live dash drive. The Spring Live Drive, May 11th through the 13th on the Real Presence Radio Network. We all like to shop local, but sometimes there are items you can't easily get nearby. The next time you shop online, think of Real Presence Radio. If you use our special link, Real Presence Radio will get a portion of your purchase price on Amazon, and it won't cost you anything additional. Just go to realpresenceradio.com slash smile, and you're all set. You'll be directed to Amazon Smile, where a portion of your purchase price will be donated to Real Presence Radio. It's easy, fast, and doesn't cost you a dime. Find the link at realpresenceradio.com slash smile. This is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here today with Deacon Rich and Mary Helen Olson. And we are just going to kind of wrap up our hour here talking a little bit about our daily prayer lives, that daily bread that so sustains us and um, the daily challenges. (laughs) So... I, I'm curious, Mary Helen and Rich, you know, what you, you talked a little bit about praying as a couple. And would you share that? Well, you're going to, this is, I, you know, one of the, we said we've been married almost 43 years and it wasn't until Rich and I started doing marriage ministry yeah. that we really started thinking about praying together as a couple. Yeah. I mean, we certainly, you know, were people of prayer and we had our individual prayer. We had family prayers. We, but really intentionally praying for each other as couples. And so uh, that was that really just came about rather recently. We're really slow learners, so, you know, <laughs> just really, slow, really yeah. slow learners. But one of the things now that we do that is a super simple thing because we both are racing out the door late to work on a normal day yep, yep. is that Rich blesses me and gives me his blessing, and then I bless Rich's day, and I bless him, and then he hands me my coffee, and out we go. <laughs> um, I think you have to do it in that order, blessing and coffee. Yeah. And, and, but I, I think sometimes... People can kind of think of prayer being really like, oh, I got, I, boy, it's going to take a lot of time. I got to do, oh, I don't have time. You know, this is not a time consumer. This is yes. really, but it is essential, I think, in, in helping mm-hmm. our day is that knowing that our, our 
my my beloved has given me uh, mm-hmm. the Lord to take with me through the day, through whatever is going to go. So, oh, yeah, yeah, just just to you know that that ten seconds maybe just to say. We're dedicating our, our, this day to the Lord. We're dedicating ourselves as a married couple to the Lord. And now, you know, and Jesus said, go forth, go forth. The other yeah. thing we do together now is we make our holy hour together. And I think yeah. we spend our time together before the Lord. You know, we don't necessarily, you know, speak during that, but at least we come together as a couple before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. certainly have time for our individual holy hours, but just really just making a time as a couple we yes. actually do it on Sunday. Yeah. And um, uh-huh. during NFL football, it was a little bit, Richard's like, this is <laughs> the football yes. season. True well, sacrifice. We signed up for yes. or I got up. But, you know, that has provided just so much fruit. We've just seen so much fruit from just, again, here we are, Lord. Kind of hot messes, but here we are. And, you know, to do you ready to do your will, if you could just please help us to put one foot in front of the other. And the Lord does. The Lord's so oh, gracious. Yeah, yeah. So Yes. You know, and, and you know to emphasize spiritual health. Yes. Is, is so important. You know, we do a lot about our bodily health yes. and even emotional health. But spiritual health is the most important. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. We spend a lot of time working towards temporal health and forget yes. we're destined for eternity. And so just being able to be, you know, wow, that's pretty dang important, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so all of, you know, we, we certainly live in the temporal world and want to want to be healthy there. But, yeah. I love that. And, you know, and I love that blessing that you do for each other. Mm-hmm. I t- I'm a coffee lover, so I think that would be as essential as that cup of coffee, yes. if not way more so. And those yeah. of you who are parents out there, too, you know, I, I bet... You know, I bet there's a lot of power in blessing your children, you know, before they go to sleep or as they're sleeping, before you go to sleep. There is, there's such power. Or as they're leaping out of the car to run to school. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's, and again, I think we do that. To each other, too. There's a reason that the term God bless you came about. (laughs) Um, Very, very, very important. Yeah. 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 So um, this has been great having this time together to talk about prayer and upper room experience. And um, so stay tuned with us. Uh, We're going to be back and Deacon Rich is going to give us a blessing before we go today. But right now I'm going to turn it back to Eli in our Fargo studios. And Eli's going to tell you a little bit about what's coming next week. Eli. (laughs) Thanks, Kathleen. Great show today. Got another good one coming up Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That's hosted by Brad Gray and Janine Bitson coming to you live from our Fargo studios. They'll visit with Father Peter Andrell of the Diocese of Fargo. He'll tell us how Fatima can apply to our lives. Then Rod Bennett will introduce us to the apostles. Plus, you won't want to miss this powerful story of how adoption changed uh, some lives We'll have some special guests joining us for that segment. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. So I'd actually like Deacon Rich to give us the blessing so so that we have time for it. So, Rich. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I have a minute and 40, but we'll see. Let's just pause for a moment, allow the Holy Spirit to, to wash over us, to protect us, and to guide us, to ask for his help today as we move on to whatever the Lord has in store for us. And we pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit 
did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant us in the same spirit to be truly wise and to ever to rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to to God. God. (laughs) So this has just been a delightful time here with Rich and Mary Helen, and I hope you all have enjoyed this and that you've gotten some inspiration um, for your own prayer life. And for those of you who didn't hear our first hour, uh, remember, those podcasts are available to you on the app or at our website, and so you can um, you can listen to the whole program if you would like. So, blessings to you all this day, and um, as, keep fanning those flames, keep running the race, and may you just be blessed indeed. This is Kathleen Kavorik from Rapid City, signing off. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.